listen to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check your panties. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine, your host of the greatest, most underrated, most wonderfulest podcast on the internet that is trying its hardest limping along in the ratings, trying to keep you people happy. Thank you so much to my loyal listeners who always tune in to me. I know that you do because because I'm watching. I'm watching you listen to me. I have the stats. It is ridiculously hot. There is a heat wave going on, but you probably know that because it's happening everywhere. I thought it was just here in South Texas. No, it's going on everywhere. And guess what? According to numerous websites that I looked at, it's not going to stop anytime soon. I'm sitting in here with my 5,000 BTU air conditioner that I have to turn off while I record the show because it makes so much racket. And this thing is just like the little engine that could, and it's trying to keep me cool. I got multiple massive fans all around me, still sweating. Could be the fat. I don't know. But let me tell you, I had a great day. I got a new washing machine. I scored. Oh, my God. Let me tell you. So when you become a homeowner and you find out that you have to pay for everything. See, I've lived in I've lived in apartments my entire life, even when I was married. It's just, you know, when you're from the city, it just makes sense. You don't have a lawn to mow. If anything breaks, somebody comes and fixes it. But the problem is, is that you're just giving money to somebody that you're never going to see again, as opposed to having a house where you're investing money in the future of where you live. Now, I was fortunate enough to inherit a house that's paid for, and not everybody's so lucky, and I sympathize with you people who have to pay rent. That sucks. I hated, you know, getting paid $800 and then just handing it over to someone so I had a place to live for another 30 days. That was awful. But my point is is that when shit like appliances break... I'm not used to having to buy appliances. I had no idea they were so expensive. Now, in my inexperienced mind, when it came to appliances, I'm like, oh, I can get a new fridge or an oven, right? What is it, like 200 bucks? No, 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 no. They're minimum, like six, seven, eight hundred dollars minimum. And now, like, you log on to the Best Buy website or Home Depot or wherever, all these places I was looking at, and it's like they got all these refrigerators, and they, like, they talk to you, and they make fucking toast and tell you naughty stories, and it's like, dude, I just want it to keep food cool, okay? I just want a box with cold air. Is that too much to ask? Why should it be so expensive? Well, anyway... My washing machine fucking died, of course. As soon as, you know, this is life. I got a new job. I'm getting paid very well. And shit just starts breaking. Lawnmower stops working. Oven stops working. Washing machine died. But thanks to my good neighbors, I have some 
wonderful, wonderful human beings in the Crossroads area. Uh, I through actually through the Next Door app, I was able to talk to. I just posted on there like, you know, I need an oven, and then someone gave me one, practically new. And then I said, I need a washing machine. I had an old lady. She messages me. She says, I bought this washing machine right before the pandemic, and I used it once, and I don't like it, so I bought a different one. Sells it to me for a hundred bucks. Went and picked it up today. Hundred bucks. This is like a eight hundred dollar washing machine. Whirlpool. Did my first load <laughs> a little bit ago. It was like, God, you know, you're an adult when you get excited about a new washing machine. Like as a kid, I wouldn't have given a shit if my parents were like, "All right, today we're going to get a new washing machine." I'd be like, "Can you just do it without me? Can I go and play in the toy section at Sears?" And yes, they had one. The whole day at work, I knew I was getting this washing machine, and I, I I felt like today was Christmas. I have never been so excited to get off work to go and buy a stupid metal box as I was today. Drove over there, loaded it into the old SUV, brought it home, and man, <laughs> I'm leading up to a story about the heat here, okay, because... My garage is so full of junk that there's no going in and out of the big garage opening door front thing that a garage has, you know, you know, that thing, you know, the big door that goes up and down. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had to take the old one out through the kitchen, through the living room, out the front door. And I have a porch. There's steps. Taking that one out wasn't so bad as getting the other one in because the one I was taking out was going down steps. The one I was bringing in was coming up steps, and I was doing this all by my lonesome. I had a dolly, but man, you had to give it a good yank to get up those steps. And uh, so anyway, I, I get my washing machine into the house and into the garage, and now I have to, you know, assemble it. I have to put on the hot water hose, the cold water hose, the drainage hose gotta plug it in and this isn't just like like these hoses you know they're not they're not very <laughs> compliant you know they don't just like oh i'm going to easily get on here for you no they gotta be real fuckers to you and be like no i don't want to get on no and they didn't tighten them enough at turning the water on it's fuck spraying everywhere well anyway i'm in this garage it's already 105 outside so you can imagine me in this garage captain out of shape poster boy for fucking Weight Watchers. I'm in this garage. It's 105 outside, so it's like 200 in the garage. I am soaking in sweat, dripping. Got the washing machine finally plugged in, stripped down, got in the shower, turned on nothing but cold water, sat down in the shower, and had a hard time getting up afterwards. I am going to be sore tomorrow. That was a lot of work. I am so out of shape. But it felt good. It felt good to get a little sweat going on. Fascinating, isn't it? So, yeah, I am so done with this heat, man. So what would you do if you were online and you were on a dating website and you met a girl and she was really pretty and you have a ton in common and you're having these great conversations, you know, and then you meet her in person and she's got, like, cross-eyed nipples. You know, like, you haven't done anything with her physically, but like when she comes out and she's wearing a tight shirt and you can see her nipples poking through, but they're like facing each other in the middle. Like, do you see this through? 
you know, I'm not the kind of guy that uses women, you know, but I don't want to like invest a lot of time into someone and then she's got these <laughs> cross-eyed nipples. I'm sorry. I don't know. It just, I saw this picture of this girl today and that's all I could think of was cross-eyed nipples. But you know, that's such a gamble when you're dating someone. We want the perfect person. You know, when we're looking for a mate, a girlfriend, boyfriend, potential husband, wife, whatever, you know, there's like, there's always going to be something wrong with people. Like there's tons of things wrong with me and I'm fully aware of what they are. And I will warn women in advance of what these things are. Physically, I'm all right. I take care of myself. I manscape. I keep clean. Don't have any weird shit growing on me but when you meet somebody and it's not just like a one-night thing you know you're dating someone you're wooing them you are courting them if you invest like two or three months into someone and you never see them naked what happens if they get naked and then there's something really fucked up that you just can't get past like what if you dated a woman and she was perfect in every way physically mentally but she had like a, I don't know, she had a real bad problem with her ass smells all the time. You know, like whenever she takes her pants off, you just get that smell of butt. I mean, then what? I mean, how do you even approach that? How do you say something to someone about that? Like, you know, I love you and this relationship means the world to me. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for you. I just got to say that um, you got a real ass odor thing going on and were you aware of that because because i am <laughs> i would want someone to tell me a friend of mine used to always tell me that he thought i was too particular that i shouldn't be so choosy and he's right i shouldn't you know i'm no 10 i mean right now i'm like i am a 10 because i'm like two fives but if I meet someone, this is how I always explained it to him. I said, I'm not like an asshole when it comes to, you know, who I will and will not date. It's just that like, I have one life to live for myself and why should I waste time with something that is not what I'm looking for? If something about a woman turns me off. Then I will eventually just say, look, you're awesome, but I'm just not feeling it. You know, like I have a lot of fun with you, but I'm just not feeling you know it enough and they can either be mature about it or they can uh you know do what women always do and they stab you or punch you or tell you you have a little dick or whatever throw things at you you know the mature thing that women always do when you try and peacefully break up with them <laughs> i actually have had quite a few amicable breakups it is amazing how you really can if you handle it correctly you can break up with someone and stay really good friends with them. I have like several ex-girlfriends on my Facebook and we talk all the time. You'd never know we were ever a couple. We're just like the best of friends. And I love that. I love meeting new people. I love getting to know people. And sometimes you click and sometimes you don't. I don't know. I've never had a truly successful relationship, so I'm not even in any place to give any kind of advice. But I know that just being with someone, just to be with someone, that gets you nowhere. And that's what I've done my whole life. I never sized anybody up. Well, that's what I've been doing for like the last five years of my life. When I meet someone, 
I I need them to be as close to what I want my perfect woman, not society's image of a perfect woman. I don't mean like I need her to have huge boobs and be thin and be smart and have this like everything in common with me. That's not what I'm looking for in a woman. I'm looking for someone who, you know, just there's certain things that I want. So I am single because I have not ever encountered that woman. And if I don't, then so be it. But my whole life, I was with someone just to be with someone like, okay, we broke up and here comes the next one. And then, you know, you're way you're in a relationship just to be in a relationship, just to not be alone. And that's so self-destructive. I love being single. I don't know if I could ever come out of being single. You know, I will have to really, truly meet one hell of a special girl in my eyes, not anybody else's. And if I do, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to give her, I'm going to be the best man and human being I could ever be. But yeah, my friend, he told me, he said, oh, well, you, you won't date a whatever you, because you won't date her because of this. And I was like, well, like, what do you fucking care? You know, it's not like I told her that, you know, I mentioned to you guys before that I had a, a very special girlfriend, uh, once upon a time who I am still very good friends with, who she now is in a very great relationship with a very, very cool guy. And we broke up because she wouldn't shave her pits. That was literally why we broke up. Everything was going perfectly. And I just asked her to shave her pits. And she said, if you don't like it, you don't have to be with me. And I said, well, okay. And that was the end of that. <laughs> we just, I don't know, kind of acted like the relationship never happened. And we were, we've been friends, you know, she's awesome. I love her to death in a perfect world. That's how all breakups should be. But see, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. You know, like when I was getting to know her, I didn't know that this was a thing. I didn't know that until after we had been intimate. And I would expect that, like, you know, if I was dating a girl and she was falling in love with me and after three months we were finally intimate and I had, like, 30 piercings in my dick, I would expect that she might uh, have an issue with that. You know, she might say, hey, any chance you could take the five pounds of metal out of your dick just once for me? It's kind of weird. And you didn't tell me about that. I would expect that most women would probably, well, you know, like th things like weight, things like looks. That's, that's not what I judge women on. I love a good personality. I got to have a smart girl and I got to have a girl who is hygienic, washes her ass. <laughs> I saw in the news that the, uh, the police in this one county were telling everybody not to pick up folded dollar bills because they might be where drug users are stashing their fentanyl, this fucking fentanyl that is becoming this massive crisis in America. And I'm not making light of that because it is a real thing. They say fentanyl is 100 times stronger than morphine. And if you remember what morphine is, if you've ever seen any movie where someone's in a hospital bed and they're like clicking away on the morphine drip, because it's good shit. That's morphine. That's fucking heroin. Now they got this drug out there that's 100 times more potent. That's fucking frightening. Although there is a myth going around about fentanyl like, Oh, if you touch it, you know, it just instantly soak into your body and kill you. And that's garbage. I think any semi-intelligent human being knows that you can't take drugs through osmosis. I mean, you 
you could, I suppose, hold on to some fentanyl pills and sweat in your palm, and eventually they're going to seep into your skin. But uh, having a little fentanyl dust brush up against you is not going to be like an instant OD tragedy. I don't know. This is one of those stories where I wonder, like, how did it get started? You know, I when I was in high school, okay, let me back up a little bit before I get going on the fentanyl thing. But when I was in high school, we used to all smoke in the bathroom between periods. And there would be so many of us in the bathroom that like a teacher would walk in and he'd want to bust us, but there'd be 30 kids in there and we'd all be like, get the fuck out of here. So one time this teacher, this science teacher, he had gotten so fed up, I guess, with the bathroom next to his uh, classroom getting smoked out that he showed up in the bathroom with the school cop, Officer Taylor, OT. Oh man, that guy was such a fucking tool. Had the most awesome porn stash. I mean, like, really, he, like, total, he looked like, like, if he showed up in a cop's uniform to anywhere but the school, you'd think he was there to strip. He had such a bad attitude. He walked around with, like, that, he just looked like he wanted to murder someone. But anyway, the science teacher shows up to the bathroom with the, uh, with Officer Taylor. So we have no choice but to actually listen to what's being told to us. They take us all and they round us up into this big room in the principal's office. Well, as any cigarette smoker knows, you know, you open your pack of cigarettes, you take the plastic off the top. Most people leave the plastic on the you know bottom half of the pack. Well, when Officer Taylor rounded us all up, everybody started chucking their packs in the trash can or in the toilet or whatever. Well, my buddy Paul, uh, actually, if A.A. Ron is listening, Paul, your cousin was one of the people that was involved in this. Paul had taken a pack of smokes out of his tight, tight <laughs> 90s jeans. And it and when he did, when he was going to chuck the pack, the plastic had come off inside of his, his pants pocket. And uh, when we got into that big room where they had rounded us up, they made us all empty our pockets inside out. Well, when Paul emptied out his pockets, that plastic from the cigarette pack was in there and it had like little, you know, remnants of shredded tobacco on the bottom, just, just a little pinch, you know, and they freaked out and they thought it was pot. They let they cut us all loose, but they held Paul in there for a while. And I was like, what's going on? And they thought he had marijuana and it was like this big deal. So when I hear this fentanyl story from this little county in California or wherever this story came out of, and the cops are telling us, don't pick a fold of dollar bills because habitual drug users are keeping their fentanyl in folded up dollars. First of all, no drug user is ever going to drop money. <laughs> That's just not going to happen. And second of all, okay, uh, maybe some guy had some crushed up something in a dollar. But I don't know. The whole thing just sounds like, like a once- you know, like a one-time deal that happened once in one place, and that's it. Like some stupid kid had some crushed-up Tylenol PM or something, and he was like, I'll fold it into this dollar, and, you know, like my parents won't suspect a thing. And then he dropped the dollar, and somebody found it, and then there's this opioid crisis going on, and they're like, oh, my God, and they fucking freak out and issue this statement that the media just gobbles up. And now all of a sudden, everyone in America, don't pick up folded dollar bills. Fuck you. If I see money on the ground, I'm picking that shit up. I don't care if it's got dookie on it. No body in the world 
with a folded up dollar bill full of fentanyl is accidentally dropping that shit on the street. I'm sorry. I think it's a bogus story. This reminds me of the war on drugs, dare to keep kids off of drugs in the 1980s during the satanic panic when everyone was freaking out about something, man. If it wasn't fucking one thing, it was another. It was Russia. It was New Coke. They used to tell us in school that there was these, as we got older, there were going to be these drug dealers that were going to come around and offer us free drugs so they could get us hooked. Okay? That was like literally what we were taught in school. There'll be a guy, you know, maybe he'll have a trench coat on, a fedora, and he'll come into the playground and he'll be like, hey, kid, you want to try some of this? You know, and we got to just say no. And be like, oh, man, dare strikes again. I can't get anybody to take my free drugs. Okay, well, let me tell you something. After 40 years of living, I've never met that guy. He doesn't fucking exist. There is no fucking drug dealer walking around passing out free product. That's not reality. I am still waiting to meet this man. I can't, you know, I hear about people getting drugs. I see it on the news. I know people who get high all the time. You hear about people have got tons and tons of fucking pills and all this shit. I wanted some Xanax because I have anxiety. I have panic attacks. Well, I used to have panic attacks. I have them under control now thanks to what I take. But I tried to get some black market Xanax, a very not potent drug you know just a simple little benzodiazepine that slows down the central nervous system and makes you feel less anxious it is not a risky drug to take unless you take fistfuls of it and all i wanted was some fucking xanax and i couldn't get a doctor to give me any because of me being an alcoholic i get that so i like literally started going around and just asking anyone like, Hey, know where I can get some Xanax? Hey, no, I can... I'm asking people on the fucking street. I'm asking people at the grocery store. I'm sending messages to people that look sketchy on Facebook. Nobody can get me any fucking pills. No pills, no Xanax. Meanwhile, thousands upon thousands of people are dying every week from fucking opioids from fentanyl. Where are they getting it? I'm in here just trying to feel normal. I mean, I can't even get a doctor to prescribe me medicine for something that I really need it for. How are people getting... Who's? Where's the guy? Where's the trench coat? Where's the fedora? Where's the free sample? Was lied to, man. Was very, very lied to. Very disappointed in you, Nancy Reagan. Holy shit, it is late. I should not have started the show so late, but man, I just... After that, well, you know whole lot of movement in hot weather that my fat body wasn't used to. I didn't want to do anything, man. I couldn't even get up to eat ice cream. Man down. <laughs> Game over. All right, Friday. We're here Friday, right? Awesome, huh? You guys, in all seriousness, like, take care in this heat, okay? Make sure you get uh, plenty hydrated. Make sure you drink lots and lots of water. It does a body good. Stay inside. Stay in the cool air, man. Don't even risk it. For all you cats out there that are working in this heat, and there are a lot of them in Texas because there's oil field and there's all kinds of stuff, thank you for what you do. Thank you for keeping the world turning. 
Uh, AA Ron, I know your job consists of you probably being outside for like an hour, you know, when you're not sitting in your truck being not slim. Uh, so I guess thanks for that. <laughs> and, uh, everybody have a good weekend. Hug your kids, kiss your kitty cats, and I will see you back here on Monday. Everybody be nice.